Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Good Vibes with Jason B of Broad Minds and More Podcast. everybody welcome to another edition of good vibes with jason b at broad minds and more podcast i'm your host jason b and we are going to get today's episode started it's going to be called save the post office um it is may 2nd 2020 and it is about 9 11 in the morning so um interesting as it is but anyhow so before i really dive into the episode let me just give a little bit of an opinion the u.s postal service is a very valuable commodity it's one of those commodities that basically go unsung and unappreciated a lot of times in our mail here in the united states we receive junk mail bills and other things but the u.s postal service is also responsible for delivering packages that you may may need from a relative or a friend and even companies are using usps even though they have their own means of delivery such as ups fedex and especially um, Amazon. Amazon is a big user of the USPS, United States Postal Service. And they are being threatened of being shut down. Now, a little known fact about the USPS, it's supposed to be funded within itself. They're a part of the government. They're not necessarily regulated by the government. So it's a dual-edged sword of how the USPS operates within the government. And the reason why they did it that way is because they didn't want to be dramatically affected by the U.S. budget um, from year on year end, you know, because fiscally responsibleness in the post office and the government is not something that actually coincides the the no matter what day, what year, uh, seven days a week, the USPS is always working to deliver our letters, our correspondence, our packages. And that's something we really have to appreciate. Now, lawmakers um, in the article were saying that there was, um, they were originally agreeing to a $13 billion um, direct grant to the Postal Service, but would not have to repay it. Now, that's all kind of changed, um, according to the article, but, um, and they're like wondering, well, what's going to do? Now, there's 600,000 Americans working for the U.S. Postal Service, and the U.S. Postal Service does have certain protections, but over the years, people have stopped writing letters. People, um, they, they use the, the Postal Service a lot less for the minor things. So I don't know how much a stamp is. It could be 25 cents or more. I'm not really sure, but people don't write letters anymore. They do receive um, postage on their bills or junk mail. Uh, as I call it, you know, ads and things like that. So this, this is something that majorly funds and the amount of packages, I don't know the percentage of packages to bills and correspondence, but I know a package delivery is another big chunk of what goes on. So I am a really strong advocate for writing letters. And if the U S postal service needs our help, we all here in the United States can do our part by writing at least one letter a week to a friend, a family member. Maybe that's what's going to help you um, 
kind of get over the coronavirus or the conditions, um, I plan on writing at least two to three letters a week. It's a very small expense to me, you know, and I'm sure I love to read letters more than I love to receive bills. That's just a fact. When was the last time you actually received a letter or correspondence? And I mean more than just getting a thank you card from your, your car insurance or your life insurance agent or maybe someone who you're doing business with. But I'm talking about real correspondence, you know. So I just want to, you know, share that little fact um, or that opinionated fact opinion to lead to fact, you know, so let's understand that first and foremost. And, and I feel like it's very, very important that we, we treat all Americans or anyone in the world from that matter in an equal standing. And the USPS is a big part of that. When we communicate with each other more than just internet or social media or text message, or even a phone call using probably one of the oldest ways of correspondence, you know, writing letters is a very valuable thing and it always warms my heart when I receive a letter. Now I haven't received a letter probably in a year, so to speak. And maybe that's my fault because I used to write my friends from around the world. I mean, I have friends in Italy. I have friends in Spain, Brazil, Panama, England, Scotland, Wales, um, Japan, Thailand, Vietnam. Um, I, I used to be a part of this association where you would you're just writing pen pals, you know? And I think that the art of writing has just dramatically taken the backseat with the event of the internet and emails. I mean, because it's so much more instant and it's less hassle. I don't have to pay to email, but yet you do, you know, you are paying for an internet service provider, believe it or not. And you're paying for um, a proxy to use all these different things on the internet. So whether it be a small expense or a big expense long term, you're still paying for it one way, one way or the other. And so let me take a brief little break and I'm going to go ahead and read the Washington Post article titled um, White House rejects bail out for U.S. Postal Service battered by the coronavirus. And this article was written April 11, 2020, by a Jacob, uh, I, excuse me if I don't pronounce your name right, but Jacob Borges. You know, um, I enjoyed the article and it was very, very informative. So it might take me about maybe five minutes or less to read it, but still, nonetheless, it is a pretty long article to some, but, you know, let's do our part to save the post office and I will save the remarks after reading it um, again and reading it out loud to you all. So let's take a brief little break and we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. Okay, so we're back and I just want to say thank you to PDE for making those intros for me. I really do appreciate it. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to PDE Life in Alaska, you can find them on Anchor, Spotify, Anchor, or what is it? Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, CastBox, o Overcast, Pod, Podbean, wherever you want. You pretty much can find him. Um, just look up Life in Alaska, PDE. He's a great uh, freestyle artist, and he's always developing. So we're going to get right into the article, and I'm going to read it a little bit. Actually, I'm going to read half the articles because, you know, this is – I don't want to uh, be caught for – what do you call it? Um, intellectual property. So this article – is titled White House Rejects a Bailout for U.S. Postal Service Battered by the Coronavirus. Um, 
And it has like a subtitle title. The pandemic has pushed USPS to the brink, but Trump and Mnuchin shot down emergency aid. So it's written on April 11th, Jacob Borges, Borges, um, and thank you, Jacob, for writing a nice article that I, I really enjoyed. And here, here we go. It says, through the rain, sleet, hail, and even pandemic mail carriers have served every address in the United States. But the coronavirus crisis is shaking up the foundation of the U.S. Postal Service in new and desire what, dire ways. Excuse me. The post, post service decades long financial troubles have worsened dramatically as a volume of kind of mail that pays the agency's bills. First class and marketing mail has withered during the pandemic and USPS needs an infusion of money. And the president has blocked potential emergency funds for the agency that employs 600,000 workers, repeating instead of the false claim that higher rates for internet shipping companies Amazon, FedEx, and USPS would write the service's budget. Trump threatened to veto $2 trillion in Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act, if the legislation contained any money directed to bail out the postal agency. According to the senior Trump administration officials and congressional office, who, like others in their report, spoke on the conditional of anonymity. Excuse me if I didn't pronounce that right. We told them very clearly that the president was not going to sign the bill if any money of the Postal Service was in it. The Trump administration official said, I don't know if we use the V-bomb, but the president was not going to sign it sign it and we told them that instead senators gary peters um, democrat from michigan and ron johnson republican from wisconsin added the last minute 10 10 billion treasury department loan to cares act to keep the agency firmer ground through the spring of 2020 according to the democratic committee aid lawmakers originally agreed to 13 billion direct grant to Postal Service would not have to repay. The effort was blocked by the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, who warned such a move could blow up the relief bill. A committee aide said Mnuchin told lawmakers during negotiations, you can have a loan or you can have nothing at all. Only the $10 billion loan to the Postal Service made it into law over Mnuchin's objections. Without the loan, which awaits approval by the Treasury Department, the Postal Service would be financially illiquid by September 30th. According to the estimates provided to the lawmakers, advocates for the Postal Service worry the agency is a vulnerable position, as it is main funded source of dwindling the Postal Service could be seen as a ripple for a makeover. Conservatives have long talked about privatizing the mail during the United States. The Postal Service projects it will lose $2 billion each month through the coronavirus recession, while postal workers maintain the nationwide service of delivering essential mail and parcels, such as prescriptions, food, and household necessities. The work often comes to a great personal risk. Nearly 500 postal workers have tested positive for the coronavirus, and 462 others are presumptive positives. USPS leaders told lawmakers 19 have died. More than 6,000 are in self-quarantine because of an exposure. 
while the Trump administration and Mnuchin pushed through a private sector bailouts in the CARES Act $350 billion to the Small Business Administration Loan Program, $29 billion to passenger airlines and air cargo carriers, economic incentives for the construction, a- construction energy and life science industries, among others. Mnuchin has signaled any postal relief funds in phase four stimulus package under negotiation would amount to a poison pill. Really? Postmasters General uh, Megan Brennan asked lawmakers Thursday for another $50 billion, $25 billion offset the lost revenue from declining mail volume due to the coronavirus and $25 billion for modernization, plus another $25 billion treasury loan that would and a treasury loan and a mechanism to pay down 14 billion in existing public debt. House Democrats led by Republican Gerald E. Connolly of Virginia cautioned that without funding the postal service may not make it past September without missing payrolls or service interruptions. Senate Republicans insist that 10 billion loan from the CARES Act provided sufficient short-term liquidity, the staffer said. The Senate would not vote to extend more money into an agency unlikely to make it good on its borrowing. I'm so frustrated at how difficult it has been for a long time galvanizing attention action around the essential service, Connolly said in a phone interview. And maybe the pandemic focuses on us all to refocus on the service of how essential it is and how we need to fix while we can do before it gets a critical condition. Trump has long been an antagonist of the Postal Service, calling it once the tweet Amazon's delivery boy. The Postal Service has often served as a vendor for Amazon, UPS, United um, FedEx, and other shipping companies, delivering the last mile service to often rural and remote areas. It is crucial service for the Postal Service for which packages delivery and growing part of its business. Much of Trump's incentive, or no, excuse me, Trump's invective on the Postal Service is aimed at Amazon founder, chief and executive Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post. Trump has also advocated increased price on Amazon deliveries against the recommendation of shipping experts and agencies own board of governors and majority whom Trump appointed. They should raise, they have to raise their prices on these companies that walk and drop thousands of packages on the floor to the postal service or post office and say, deliver it. Trump said in the news conference Wednesday and make money, but the post office gets killed. Okay. So they, ought to do that we are looking into it and we've been pushing them far for over a year so i'm gonna stop right there and i'm gonna give my comments after reading some of this article so just stay tuned with me and i will be right back Okay, so let's do a recap of that article. There was a lot of things that were actually said in it that really caught my interest about this. Um, Number one, we do need the post office. And for whatever, the U.S. post office has been taking a lot of brunt debt. I mean, they were basically saying that it was like, what, 19 
already in debt, $19 billion, I believe it. Let's let me scroll back and see what it said. Um, no, excuse me, 14 billion in existing public debt. And I mean, Trump did point out, it's like, Hey, they need to raise their prices. But my question is, was there a contract between the USPS and Amazon FedEx and other companies for a lower rate? Um, there could be, I would have to fairly further investigate. And I think that, uh, Donald Trump is just taking a poke at Jeff Bezos. He is a competitor to Donald Trump and Trump is not making any money off this. Now that that's just, you know, personal opinion, but it goes even further than that. Now, you know, the U S post office operates, Hey, rain or shine, they will deliver the mail plain and simple. Now, to what extent should should we really be arguing about this? I mean, should this really be a standstill when things are at its worst? I mean, the coronavirus has really put a halt on a lot of business. That's that's a fact. You know, that would be my first question. And number two, how many people still depend on the mail to get the, receive their money? And not everyone's hooked up to a checking account. Not everyone's hooked up to direct deposit. And, you know, and maybe for a good reason. Um you know, direct deposit, yes, is handy. I use direct deposit myself a lot. Um, it helps me conduct trans- transactions a lot easier than just having cash on on me all the time. So it saves trips from the bank. But I still do like to use cash. Now, Steve Mnuchin and Donald Trump, it just sounds like they're two, um, in my opinion, a manipulative pricks. And we're here, they're here to serve the people. Now, I understand they're here to keep hold of the financial or fiscal responsibilities of the government but they even mentioned they bailed out some airlines and courier services in the last um, stimulus package and a lot of people are not too happy about that i mean people are not happy about the bailout money that like ruth chris steakhouse got i think it was like they got like 50 million dollars and they returned back 20 million i mean that's I think that's what I recall reading a while back. So I'll have to fact check that one later on. So I might um, recant on that, but they have, I've seen it. They have returned $20 million under public scrutiny. So, um, there's so many businesses, small businesses that never received a dime of this stimulus money. I mean, $1,200 plus $500. And I just not to get sidetracked, but this stimulus money really had a lot of attachments. So people, if they owed back child support guess what went back to that if they owed a debt to the irs guess what went back to that you know and how does that really help people it doesn't now i'm not saying people should escape the responsibilities but it's still in a connection and it relates to the post office because let's just say the post office they like they said they have 14 billion dollars in public debt you know so who's been you who's managing the post office because it is it's its own entity it's semi-regulated by the government but it's not solely funded by the government so it's kind of a tricky thing they're considered they're not considered um federal employees but if you attack a post office carrier it is a federal crime so it's all kind of twists and turns and i understand they want to run it like a private business that's kind of legitimate in a way but it had that has catches too in my opinion um, and that's what we really have to understand. Now, should we be really determining how much money um, should the post office say, get? So here's my recommendation. 
if we all wrote a letter once or twice a week, guaranteed that 25 cents times 330 million people would increase the revenue and cost. And a lot of the post office equipment is outdated. They need to modernize to be able to be more effective to deliver to the many different citizens across this country and abroad. You know, they they do serve the rural, the rural communities that they did mention that in the article. So is this really serving the people that just, you know, taking a grandstand in the worst of times? I mean, they're writing checks to bail out big companies. So my, my really um, caveat to all of this is, you know, if you can write a big bailout check, a loan check to a company and they have so much time to pay it back or grants, why can't you even bail out one of the institutions? It's one of the oldest in the United States that's still going rain or shine, no matter what kind of politics. That's my, that that's my, my firm question. And we should not be pointing out like, oh yeah, they're in debt. Well, how do you pay? First of all, the post, the U S postmaster, um, what was it? Brannon? Uh, let me go read. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Postmaster general Megan Brennan. Here would be uh, now she is publicly appointed by the president or, you know, the cabinet. I know, I know that for that much, but here's the thing. If the post office has been in trouble, so this is kind of like a pro Trump thing. If they've been in trouble for so long, why aren't they increasing their prices? Well, here's the problem with that. If they've made a contract to deliver for so many years, so much time with Amazon or FedEx or anyone else to use their services, then they're locked into that rate. You know, can they go and change and revoke the contract? Yeah, but there's penalties for paying for such. Now, operational costs for the post office is just like a business. Now, um, with the political climate, you know, the polar sizing, political polar sizing of the landscape is very, very important because right now Democrats and Republicans constantly fight each other. And this is why I'm a big advocate. I am anti-party. These two parties have really run in my opinion, our, our country into the ground. One doesn't want to produce and one does. Um, most of the time, Republicans tend to be um, supported by business owners. They don't want to pay more in taxes. They want to be self-sustaining. This philosophy has been going on for over, for probably about 200 years. That's a fact. Um, you know, it goes even further back to being before we were colonized. I mean, I mean, when the parliament was designed they were they were just basically at odds with the king and the king of england at that time was like you know people were like hey give him ultimatum like either you concede to this and take away your absolute rule or we're going to do what the french did in the french revolution we're going to overthrow you kill you all and then we're going to do it ourselves anyways and then it even goes further even back than that even to the roman empire you know the roman empire was ruled by the senate and caesar so they where we got our design of our government was very ancient you know we're going back like thousands of years really and if we haven't learned anything about this it's that my opinion is that we have to support each other now i'm not saying going wasting money in the post office and i have quite a few friends and family that do work for the post office but I understand their sacrifice every day. They are just like a soldier. They march on no matter rain or shine, if they're sick or not. You know, they find a way to get that. I remember at a time, all my paychecks came through the mail. 
you know, that's a fact, you know, I, and even in my last company, when I would get like, say like mileage reimbursement, I had to depend on the mail. So what's going to happen if you defund the post office right now, what's going to happen to millions of people that really depend on the mail to receive their funds? People are depending on their stimulus to come through the mail. They don't have direct deposit. They didn't file direct deposit with their last tax return. You know, maybe they're just so underwater and there are quite a few Americans that are using like these check cashing centers to cash their checks. So what, what good is it to do, to bring this problem up now when we're in a crisis, a pandemic crisis? I think it's counterproductive. I think that, yeah, when you are taking a stand during the worst of times, you get people's attention, but I think there's a better way of handling it. And I think that there is a fiscal responsibility on the postmaster and how they manage their funds, but they also have to report to the federal government to why they need so much money and the reasons why, you know, if they're, I mean, think about it, how much gas is spent on postal vehicles, how much maintenance goes into those postal vehicles. Not only that, the machinery that processes the mail from shipping, you know, air freight or land freight using trucks and so on. I mean, it goes further than just paying your postal carrier. It goes a long way. That's a mechanized system. And so, I mean, it's a part of the dual-edged sword. You know, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, but you do have to support them. And penalizing them right now, I think, yeah, they should have put a part of the stimulus. I mean, more than like big companies like Ruth Steakhouse or paying uh, some company like FedEx or anyone like that, you know, to recover their costs. Because let's face it, those companies are still profiteering right now. They're still delivering packages. They're still you know, selling goods. So there's kind of like an offset, you know, in my mind, there's an offset that one company gets to benefit more than the other. So most companies, you know, that operate storefronts don't get to operate right now because of the order stay in place. So how, how can we meet in the middle? The post office is one of the many tools that we all should take advantage of. So here's my recommendation. Take a letter, write one letter, even it's just one page. It doesn't have to be perfect. Write a friend, write a family member, write an associate or even a business, a thank you card and send it in the mail, write a postcard. You know, these things will fund the mail because when the spring's over, we don't know what's going to happen. So what do you all think? If you want to respond to this, join anchor.fm. That would be the best way. You don't have to be necessarily be a podcaster, but you definitely can call in. I appreciate all comments and perspective. So no one has really a wrong answer. So if you have time in your day, call on this episode, or you can write a review on Apple podcast. If you're listening through there, you can also listen to me on Spotify, but you also may write me at good vibes with Jason B at gmail.com. Um, and that's another way of getting a hold of me. So what do you all think? Do you think that we should let the post office go defunded and just go bankrupt? Um, I mean, these are 600,000 people across our nation delivering mail and parcels. And so if that happens, what does that do to, you know, courier industries? You know, does it give them favor or monopolies, you know? So that's an important thing. We all can't just depend on the internet because the internet can break at any time. You know, it just takes kill, kill energy source and you can't deliver your message. So anyhow, that's all the time I have today. Thank you for listening to this episode. I know it's probably been about almost maybe 30 minutes, but I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to support my station, feel free to donate. And there is a spot. If you go to the anchor site, 
uh, to donate to my station. I deeply appreciate it. I'm also now on Rizzle. I do uh, 40 second clips. So if you want to go on, find the app Rizzle, R-I-Z-Z-L-E, and you can find my station at good vibes underscore, I mean, good underscore vibes underscore with underscore Jason underscore B. And you can find me that way, or you can also find me the same way on Instagram, same identity. And I've just now branded my site on Instagram. Well, that's all the time I have for today. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate your support. Share this with a friend.